0: In the new year, getting healthier is a big priority, especially for Hero Bread, with a new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 gram of net carbs, up to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. And they're now using olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code IHM10 for 10% off your purchase at hero.co. That's hero.co.
1: But damn it, if the bad guys hadn't followed her then. And like, they accidentally over music sting that moment. Like, she walks in, and we pan to the bad guy, and it's like... <laughs> I wanted it to pan over to a guy with the electric guitar, and they're like, put it up, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> God awful
0: movie. Movie. Movie.
2: Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian Cinema because every so often it pays the fuck off. I'm your host, No Illusions. Heath will be unable to join us this week and will regret it for the rest of his goddamn life. But. Sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir?
1: I am complete as a human being, Noah. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I, I have reached nirvana, my be- my final form, my best self. My hair is blonde now just from watching <laughs> this incredible movie.
2: <laughs> and we're also excited to welcome back our third favorite guest masochist. Sorry, forgot Keisha for a second. Our fourth favorite guest masochist, improv comic, and film masochist extraordinaire, Devin Heater. Devin, welcome back to
0: the show, sir. I'm be- Who else is ahead of me? <laughs> Keisha, Keisha, I get. I get Keisha. Yeah, Keisha's always are a little just... child, so it's just important for me to know.
2: Right, no, no, no I get it, I get it. Uh, Thomas Smith, our buddy from over at Serious Inquiries Only and, and Opening Arguments, he's our second okay. favorite, very firmly, and our favorite is, is Michael Marshall, who is a British skeptic that has the awesome... Liverpool accent, it's like hanging out with a beetle.
0: Okay, so, that makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. You know what I will take it. I'll take fourth. It's a good
2: list. It's a, you're on a very good list. So um, so tell us, Devin,
0: what will we be breaking down today? Well, we watched Transformed, a movie about a lady preacher and her karate buddies who just ball kick and face slap their way to salvation. Yes, uh, they, do. You know, they get that sweet you know, they hit that gallbladder seven and you're done. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're done. That'll do it. There's no, there's no counter to the gallbladder seven.
1: <laughs> well, as we'll learn a uh, spoiler alert, a certain amount of toe raising turns out to be a real, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be
0: sequential
2: toe raising. Yes. This was yeah. so goddamn amazing toe raising. Yes. <laughs> exactly. preferred term. Alternating synchronized toe raising. Very important. That's going to make sense. Eventually folks, we promise. That's foreshadowing. We did some foreshadowing there. So, Eli,
1: (laughs) how bad was this movie? Well, if you love correcting people's pronunciation of karate (laughs) and you think a great pickup line is telling someone how many ways you could kill them using just your thumb, you will love this movie. It is literally wrist control. The movie There is a wrist control demonstration in this Christian movie. Yep. Where he actually says that now I have control of my opponent's
2: wrists. Yes, that's an actual line in the film. It's so goddamn amazing. They called this movie "Transformed" because you will be.
1: You will be.
2: Uh, IMDb's estimate of this movie's budget, by the way, seven hundred thousand dollars.
0: Not by so much uh, personal protective equipment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not possible they spent $700 on this movie. Oh, it's physically impossible. There was
2: $699,989
0: worth of cocaine on that budget, I think. Yeah, I, think that's, I think that's what the hammer charges to show up.
2: Okay. Oh, that's true. We do see him renegotiate his contract
1: in the middle of the film. So. Uh, so, to be fair, literally everyone will renegotiate their contract on absolutely everything in this movie. Oh,
2: All right, so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the
0: worst at? I mean, this is the best depiction of an angel, pedophile, ninja that I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh,
1: I've seen a lot, to be fair.
0: Right, no, exactly, exactly. (laughs) The Venn diagram of angels, pedophiles, and ninjas is just one big circle. I should point out that
2: character, by the way, is the writer of the film. And as much as the toe-raising joke will eventually make sense later, the angel pedophile ninja will not. We will just stare <laughs> in awe at those three <laughs> words throughout this entire film, and we will never be able to give you any more context for those. <laughs> I was going to go with best-worst psychic film description. Okay, because like on IMDB and on the, the, the film's website and shit, it says, this film will be a dramatic and controversial story about yada, yada, yada. Like, it's a bold prediction of what this film is, (laughs) in my opinion,
1: that misses by quite a lot. Yep. Yep. I'm going to go with best worst climactic battle. So, kind of already gave it away, angel pedophile ninja. (laughs) But this movie basically ends with Indiana Jones pulling out the gun and shooting the guy with the scimitar that's the like climactic ending of this movie well what I love about this movie's
2: ending is that there were like definitely seven people in an argument about which one of them was the main character that never got resolved
0: right oh, I, I literally like I, I I can't name any character whose name isn't a tool <laughs> <laughs>
1: They compromised and just shot everyone like everyone was the protagonist, including the character who will have no backstory, lines, or purpose. Which one of those are you talking about? (laughs) Literally, there's at least
2: three of them I can come up with. All right. That's true. Well, I tell you what. We have kegs worth of kick ass to tap so we're gonna pause for a quick break but when we come back we'll dive into all the high-flying karate action that is transformed hey everyone uh welcome to terrible meat cook anonymous i'm dave uh why don't we go around the room introduce ourselves
0: yeah so i'm also dave that's fun uh i used to make some pretty bad meat decisions you know Microwave chicken wings. Hell, microwave steak. Uh, but I'm getting better. I'm still getting better.
1: It's very nice, Dave. Hi, um, I'm Dave. I used to enjoy a well-done steak with extra ketchup. Oh, and, and how is your recovery coming? Well, thanks to the high-quality meat I get from ButcherBox, I make meat in a way that isn't horrific and disgusting. Wait, wait, what's ButcherBox? Box? Well, every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to my home. All the meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones, and each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals, packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum-sealed so it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want.
2: Wow, that, that does sound good.
1: It is, and they even have free shipping nationwide, except Alaska and Hawaii. So mark a visit to the meat counter off your list and receive quality meats delivered to your door now. Just go to butcherbox.com slash awful. That's butcherbox.com slash awful. You know, if you mix
0: that beef with some Worcestershire sauce and some onions, those make some great burgers. No, Dave. Sorry. sorry. Salt and pepper only and right before you grill. I'm so sorry. I know, I know better than that.
2: All right, welcome to the first day of shooting for Transformed. All right. All right, so why don't we just go around the table and introduce ourselves?
1: Uh, I must go first. Okay, you. Hi, everyone. I am a fascinated white guy. Uh, I'm kind of schlubby, live in the middle of Bayonne, New Jersey. However, for some unimaginable reason, I have dedicated most of my life to studying karate. That I will never ever need, no matter how furiously I yell at people in line at Costco. Okay, all right, that's great. Uh, I well- have magic powers.
0: You sure do. Okay. Uh. Well. Um. You, you sir. Hi, everybody. I am a big guy. I'm larger than most uh, humans, so I've won a series of karate tournaments or whatever. I'm, you know, I'm not particularly good at karate, but I am. I am bigger than you and I'm mean. And I and I enjoy hurting people. So, you know, it's fighting, right? Right. It sure is. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I'm Asian guy. Uh, I just want to clarify. Martial arts really is the equivalent of like, like soccer in my country. But it's been really fetishized by Western imperialism that. People act like everything I say is magic, which is oh, really a wow.
0: Oh, my God. That
2: That's my amazing. Eyes. Right? Yes. Also, but in just, some other language that I don't speak.
1: Yeah. Uh, for clarity, I-, I speak English as a second language, which is just incredibly difficult to do. So uh, if everyone could give me a break when I miss one of your nonsensical, non-consistent pronouns. Uh, I'd really appreciate it, as uh, opposed to making it. I do not understand a word he said. All right. Who's ready to make a movie? I'm ready to
2: hurt people. I will melt you with my mind. <laughs> That's probably so close to what really was happening there. <laughs> And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with a logo for Sky Dragon Entertainment flying onto the screen like we just inserted a a five-and-a-half-inch floppy disk into a Commodore 64. This movie was made in
0: 2005. (laughs) I feel like a name, Sky Dragon Entertainment, just like it begs to have a dragon in the logo. Doesn't it? Just a square. No, ah,
2: oh, you know there was so much complaining about this. Yeah, unfortunately, this is the only Sky Dragon Entertainment production, or we'd just be watching
1: all of them. No, this would this show would be renamed Sky Dragon Awful Movies you know, yeah. next week if there were more. This yeah. is
0: the only movie they created. That's so disappointing, isn't it? Though <laughs> they clearly have more ideas. I think we could maybe start a campaign <laughs> to get them to get them to come back. Oh,
1: a uh, GoFundMe? Absolutely. Oh, uh, we should definitely.
2: Do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. we'll we'll see about it after the record. All right. So we open up on a group of bad guys buying a briefcase full of crime. I don't. It's, I don't know that we ever see this particular group of characters again or anything. Just kind of the movie just sort of opens up with there's going to be you know
1: karate and crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, not this group of characters again. However. We will see this fat white guy in the wraparound sunglasses again because he will be every drug seller slash buyer throughout the entire film, even though they're all supposed to be different people. And he dies several times throughout the movie. So just get a load of that Jeep Grand Cherokee author right there because he's (laughs) going to be our drug salesman slash purchaser for the rest of the
0: film. We also definitely see this alley a few times. Like the location scout forgot to find an alley for this movie, (laughs) but like he has sort of like a driveway behind his house.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah, just use
0: that every single. It's like it's like we need an exterior scene. I guess we can shoot in the alley behind my house. I gotta call my neighbors and make sure they're cool. yeah no every
2: actor and every location and every prop weapon in this movie will be playing iron man through this yeah okay so then we get this title screen in which the word corporation is not properly centered below sky dragon entertainment as though they're intentionally fucking with me personally and even the goddamn names in the credits seem fake like you seen the meme with that Japanese baseball game with the American names it's like that
0: yes
1: Gina Honda yeah give me okay, a fucking so break
0: good. I definitely there was a moment where it went like the hammer the fist and I was like ah shit I'm just watching porn again, and yeah. I was watching
1: porn again. <laughs> yeah when Leo Fung as the fist came up I was like this is gonna be the most disappointing movie I've ever seen where someone's named the fist alright I'm ready <laughs> So through these credits, we're getting this this nauseating three hundred
2: and fifty nine degrees stationary pan around to this uh, church. hmm.
0: Also, I think important to note that they, there were three pastors included as production consultants in the opening credits.
2: <laughs> oh, really? I didn't see that.
0: Oh, my goodness. Three pastors. Were it was just like production consultants, pastor so and so, pastor so and so, pastor, and it was just like you guys are that unfamiliar with the Bible that you needed three, <laughs> three pastors, like yeah. very clearly just laundering money. Yeah. That's that's how that's how the budget was seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. A lot of people needed to <laughs> launder money. For yeah.
1: That's extra terrifying when you consider like. How much of the religious content of this movie is just like, I love Jesus now. Yes, you do. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. How little did they know
2: before that? So, yeah. So speaking of which, like, right, because we open up on this lady priest. This is uh Pastor Deborah. She's going to be I, the main character, I question mark. And she's given this sermon that's about all the drugs on the streets with the kids and whatnot. There is not a single sentence that she says that actually makes sense if, nope, if no. you write it down. Nope, and no. yeah,
1: all of her lines have been put through Google Translate into another language and then back into English again several times. Yeah, like several.
0: <laughs> but she's talking with the enthusiasm of, you know, someone who's in a church that's really has a high energy. But the, I was gonna mm-hmm. call them the audience. I guess that's not what you call people in <laughs> church. But the con- congregation is like, could not be more bored with oh, her fiery rhetoric.
2: No, their boredom graduates to hatred as we watch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they're they're taking in. The, they offer up an amen as though they were fucking pod people. And then we zoom in on this one kid. This is Kevin. So Kevin, as she's talking, she's going to be like, Yeah, you guys know about all of the drug kingpins in the neighborhood like Cholo and Spike. And we zoom in on Kevin, who's like, "Mm, I could really go for some cocaine right now. (laughs) And he's going to have a little flashback to that time that Cholo and Spike came around and gave him and all his eight year old buddies the timeshare pitch about being
1: criminals Oh, my. It's the best. The be a drug mule sales pitch. Just like, by the way, which involves, I know what eight year olds like fine dining and going to the best pubs in town. Right. You
0: guys want you guys want to eat the best restaurants, go to the best pubs. Have you thought about your Roth IRA? How diversified (laughs) are you? (laughs) Come on, kids. I know what you like. Yeah. Have a Pokemon (laughs) card. And also. (laughs) <laughs> here's my here's my stock guy. He's he does great.
2: <laughs> yeah, and dental. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, once the kids realize that they can't afford not to join this criminal enterprise, this grown ass man walks up to a nine year old, and that's the thing is we they didn't use like fourteen year olds. These kids are like eight, nine, and ten. Grown ass man walks up to this nine year old and he goes, "Have you thought about our little business deal?" But the nine-year-old, he, he doesn't want to do business with with Cholo.
1: Right. To which Cholo responds, all right, I'm not going to lie, I'm disappointed, but uh, know that our offer stands. Uh, do me a favor, check us out on Glassdoor. I think you're going to find we have a really great uh, corporate culture. So if you change your mind, please, uh, please reach out. This is not an offer no, that yeah. expires.
0: Apparently, you can say no to drug dealers. Yeah. Just, just like, hey, kid, you're going to deal drugs for me or else. Uh, no, thanks. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Good, good, good. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that or else thing. It's just
1: I'm snacky. You know, when you're like angry. <laughs> That's me.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. And then we so we cut back into the sermon. She wraps up. And then we cut immediately from the guy who they were just using as the exemplar when they said eating at the finest restaurants in the city. The man they were pointing at when they said that. We cut to him walking out of a
1: goddamn Pizza Hut. <laughs> okay, I'm so confused by this product placement. Here's my only theory, because there will be several very, very prominent pieces of product placement in this movie. I think the people who made Transformed were like, yeah, man, you just put Pizza Hut in your movie, and then you call them, and they're like, you're welcome, and they send you the money. Yeah, right. It's like 100%. kidnapping.
0: <laughs> that is how it works, so, though. Right? <laughs> I film myself every time I go to Pizza Hut. I assume that the checks are just in the mail.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly, I believe that's exactly what happened, honestly. So then, yeah, so he brings pizza back to his kid, Cholo does, the, the big main drug dealer guy. And he's like, the kid's like, hey, dad, you're a pretty good dad. And he's like, I sure am. How about we
0: just reinforce that with a montage? this drove me insane i called my friends in the bay area and i was like is there a disney theme park near you guys <laughs> and they were like no and i was like okay cuz i'm watching this movie definitely at a disney theme park and then definitely a shot of the golden gate bridge you think i'm not going to fucking notice that
2: they did they did san francisco and la on saturday <laughs>
0: What a stupid fucking montage. Like, Jesus. Like I'm like I'm not they assume that I'm high watching this movie and they were right. But, but still. <laughs> yeah. So
2: no, like first of all like Disney World isn't enough. That can that's just part of your montage. You get to get to Disney World. I think that's a decent Saturday. You've done your job. Also, Here's some other weird fucking product placement. There is a five goddamn minute film of the Disney parade shot at night with no lighting. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they went onto to California's Board of Tourism website and just <laughs> took everything and mashed
1: it together. Oh, there you go. Okay. Worse, I think he just took his vacation videos. Yep. Right, I think they were like, oh, and then there's a montage, but we can't shoot it. Hey, you've got a son, right? Do you guys ever, like, hang out? Can we get some of videos? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that whole scene. Well, we have that
2: the wrap-up on it right after the montage is over. The kid's sitting there with his dad saying, boy, dad, you sure are a great dad. I hope you don't turn out to be an arch criminal because that'd be super disappointing. Okay, son, fall asleep now. To which the child's like, okay.
1: <sighs> <Yep. laughs>
2: and then the next morning, the kid wakes up. He misses dead mom a little bit. It is a Christian movie. Uh, we've already had a pastor and a dead mom. And then babysitter chick shows up, right? Is
0: mm-hmm.
2: she a babysitter or is she just
0: mom for money? I, I,
2: oh, interesting question. Interesting question. There will be a <laughs> lot of questions about who the fuck she is and why the fuck she shows back up in the movie. So uh, get ready for more of those. But she gets him ready for school. I also, I want to point this out. I know this is a minor thing, but time runs backwards in this universe. We open on a Sunday sermon. Then we cut to the kid saying, hey, next morning is Saturday. What are we going to do on Saturday? The following morning, the kid has to go to school after Saturday. That's a Friday. Time runs backwards in the universe.
1: It's like memento. You
2: got to piece it together. Right? So anyway, then we've got this. um, We also have to cut back to Kevin, the kid that was flashing back in the church sermon. He's getting ready for school, too, and he's giving his mom a bunch of lip because he's on the drugs
1: now, right? And mom is wearing her Pinot Design hoodie, Mm -hmm. which this actress very clearly insisted on wearing. (laughs) She's constantly cheating this brand to camera. (laughs) It's fucking fantastic. So I
0: went on a deep dive to find out more about Pinot Design. And unfortunately, they're not very funny. They're just a florist in the Bay Area. <laughs> like Very clearly, she owns it. Yeah, right. Is related to somebody who owns it and thought this product placement would be huge <laughs> for the brand. All
2: right. So we're about to cut over to the school. But first, we have to meet bizarre, ominous, slow-motion, trench coat
0: silhouette man. All right. Oh. So good, so good. The dramatic music, the silhouette. Who is he? Is he a pedophile? Is it Dick Tracy? I, at this, <laughs> I assume this has got to be a bad guy. Like, there's no way this is not a bad
1: guy. Is he an angel? Is he a pedophile? Is he a ninja? <laughs> that was the original call for Superman. Not a lot of people yeah, know right? that it's in the first <laughs> comic. And changed it. So,
2: yeah, so so he, he'll come back in only the best ways throughout the entire fucking movie. But then we cut to Kevin's mom. She's worried about him, so she sneaks to the school to look around the playground, see if she can see what he's up to. He's nowhere to be found. You know why? He's freebasing cocaine in
1: the back of somebody's car. He's like snorting crack out of a capri sun. It's really <laughs> impressive. impressive.
2: I've never seen anyone free face with a straw up their nose. I guess you could do that. Seems kind of inefficient. But yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what he's doing, though. But yeah, we we're establishing the very important fact that Kevin, at nine years old, is all about the crack rock. All about the crack rock. All right. So then we cut to this. Oh, God, I love this scene. We cut to this police meeting. Where the police chief is announcing that firearms have been banned from this city, including for cops. This will never come back. No. Right? We will never reference this again. But it does give us an opportunity to introduce the star of
1: this film, question mark, George Dillman. Oh, see, I was going to say the guy who we temporarily land the camera on who has the thickest and longest neck I've ever seen. <laughs> they do like a Passover of the so-called extras in this room. And everyone is like you just smashed the keyboard randomizer on a Dark Souls game. It's fucking terrifying.
2: <laughs> All right. So but we have to talk for a minute about George Dillman. Now, in the movie, he plays Dillman George. That's literally the character's name.
0: (laughs) Boy, was that just an unnecessary flip, huh?
2: (laughs) Right? And he's here to explain to all of these police officers how they can get rich by using pressure points, and then there will be pressure points below their pressure points, and soon the pressure... Anyway, so he's going to give a, I shit you not... Five minute long demonstration montage in the middle of this film about wrist
1: control. Oh, oh but God. even it's better, amazing. it's magic wrist yes, control. Yes, right? yes. Because what this guy does is he delivers a series of chi pinches, and the people go, ow, ow, ow. And he goes, see, totally incapacitated. <laughs> totally incapacitated. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like I like this. If you grab someone's ear and rip it off, it's magic. Yes. Yes, he demonstrates the, the my grandma's
1: mad at me and wants me to walk into the other room technique. Now Devin, you actually have a little background on George Dillman. Would you care to tell us who he is? Yes, so
0: George Dillman is a uh, is a really great, really fantastic martial artist. He apparently <laughs> actually very good at karate in the 70s, 80s, a while ago. He has pictures of himself with Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. So he, at the very least, stopped both of those people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And he, you know, obviously believes in his pressure point, chi, no touch knockouts. So he allows National Geographic's debunking show to examine his. Protégé doing no touch knockouts to an Italian scientist who doesn't get knocked out <laughs> and his explanation for why he doesn't get knocked out is the mm. greatest thing ever. He's like, well, you know, so first he starts with he starts with, well, this guy's a total non-believer. And then recognizes that that means you have to believe that this works for it to work. (laughs) For your knockout technique to work. Yes. so he backtracks and he goes, I don't know if I should be saying this on TV, but if your tongue is in the wrong place, that nullifies it. (laughs) If your one toe is up and one toe is down, that nullifies it. And then if they try to do it again, you switch the toes, and that nullifies it. Yes. And if you're breathing, that nullifies it. And if blood <laughs> is coursing through your body and nullifies it. If you're not my six students, it nullifies it. Right, yes. Yes, exactly. That's so, it's, again,
2: like, like everyone else who's ever said they could do no-touch knockouts and manipulate chi, it turns out to be complete horse shit as soon as you put anyone who doubts it in front of them. And then in the movie, he does this weird demonstration where he starts talking about how, you know, the body is sliced into different quarters and there's different electricity in the various quarters. And as a demonstration to, to prove that this is correct, he reaches around behind somebody's head and then yanks their hair. And he's like, see, this hurts. Why would this hurt when I pull his hair and <laughs> twist his head if it wasn't for his electricity being negative in one place and positive in another
1: Here's what I will say about George Dillman because we've seen a lot of bullshit martial arts. George Dillman's is the only one I've seen that includes uh, S&M aftercare. Yeah, yes. So literally, he after he does each of these demonstrations, he then holds the person and burps them like a baby and tells them that they're okay. Yes. All right. And so now we have to
2: meet the mayor, our bad guy. The mayor is explaining to his
1: tall Tyler how they will now be dealing drugs with the CIA. And tall Tyler, by the way, who will only appear in this scene, goes, excuse me, mayor, aren't drugs illegal? (laughs) To which which the mayor replies, it's okay. We're under government immunity. Exact quote. If you know what I mean.
0: I do not know what you mean. Which, like, uh, is, like, a little bit, like, they really don't have to worry about being prosecuted if the CIA came to them and said, hey, we want to sell drugs in your town. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they're pretty much good on that. Like, you are pretty, like, well, hey, why are you doing drugs? Oh, because the CIA showed up and told us we had to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, okay, we'll talk so, to that's, them. That's, that's a pretty good <laughs> excuse. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, so now we cut to Dillman having dinner with this woman who's going to show up two or three other times in the movie and who's maybe the same actress as the
0: as the babysitter from earlier. I could never <laughs> decide whether they're the same person. <laughs>
2: Ooh, that is strong possibility. Interesting mystery. Now, they have a conversation here. I can't tell you much about what was said because The background music and chatter of the other
1: diners does not give a goddamn that we're trying to listen to this conversation. Uh, You mean someone's nephew's fucking amazing ska band that drowns out the (laughs) entire... As far as the chief of police knows, there was no volume configuration on TVs and laptops that made this in any way audible. It was pretty impressive. Nope. It was pretty awful. Yeah. But I did pick out that he works for a
2: mysterious government agency, which will remain unnamed throughout the film. His boss and hers is Mr. X.
0: Uh, that never comes back, which is the best. <laughs> right? Yes. Hey, hey, hey.
1: I just want to touch on sure. one other thing in this scene. So they're supposed to be having dinner. George Dillman is going to town on this food <laughs> yes. while he says his lines. So if you could hear it, which you can't, you would probably hear, China Mr. we've got." Which means at some point, someone had to be like, hey, George, we're, um, it's just like a dinner scene here and i be, uh, uh, if you put a steak in front of me, I'm going to eat it.
0: <laughs> you know, Joe, we're probably going to do multiple takes. So you probably don't want to eat multiple it. Multiple steaks. Much. Got it. Great. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> nom, nom.
2: And oh op- And then, of course, at the end of this scene, we have another shot of slow motion, Pedophile, angel, ninja, trench coat, silhouette guy. He's less of a silhouette, though. We do get a chance to see that he's an Asian gentleman in, in this scene.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we witness a drug deal. Uh, <laughs> Same white guy yep. with the wraparound sunglasses. Yep, yep, he's there. So apparently what we're supposed to be seeing here is that this is on Cholo's turf. And Cholo's guys are very protective of drug dealing on their turf, Right. So they deal some drugs, which is They run up to a car that drives by And go, here you go, man, here you go And then the car drives by
0: Never once in this movie, by the way Do they use kids to deal drugs? Nope Which nope. is the premise of this movie Is yep. that it's bad to use kids to deal drugs <laughs> Always adults yep, Only yeah, adults always. buying, only adults selling It's just They just test the drugs on the kids <laughs> Yeah, I guess the kids are
1: just consumers Would you say you relate most to Cokie the clown or Cokie the cucklefish? <laughs> All right. Good to know. Good to know.
2: So, yeah. So, one of the guys comes up and he's like, hey, man, you can't sell drugs on our turf. And the other guy goes, like, this is my front yard, man. Come on. You can't be like... And, and
1: so, he shoots him. Um, well, <laughs> oh. shoots is in
2: quotes here.
1: He shoots. Yeah. He... I've never seen someone fail to pull a gun out and shoot and keep it in the movie. It's phenomenal. He... It's like they couldn't afford slow-mo, so he's doing it himself, right? He's just like... (laughs) I wanted the other guy to move regular motion and just be like, what are you doing? Oh, you have a gun. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, no,
2: I wrote in my notes here, okay, well, this is where the review has to end because obviously we are all just going to watch that five-second death sequence over and over again and continue to do so until we die because nothing will ever be that good again. (laughs)
1: Wow.
2: That was pretty oh, goddamn amazing. So sometime later we get Cholo, you know, he's chatting with his henchies including the guy that just shot this kid. He's very upset about the kid shooting, right? He's a drug dealer with a heart of gold. Yeah, heart of gold to the point that he he, he won't say bullshit in the movie. He goes, uh, "You you're killing kids. We're about to do this big deal and you're going to stir up the media with all this bull crap?" I'm like wow man It's not
1: all that Christian But it's filled out the fucking bingo card already (laughs) Do one of you guys murder a kid Be honest I'm going to turn around Whoever puts the dead kid on my desk
0: Not in trouble Not to mention that we're like two weeks into this movie Or 20 minutes into this movie Or however long this movie is And I have no idea who the hero or the villain are And I think It's both this guy
2: yeah, right. No, yep. y- you could be correct there, right? So, okay, so then then we have to have a, a quick scene where we're going to flesh out the Pastor Deborah character. She's going to make a late play at being
1: the main character here. Okay, this is the concerned scene where the characters will end every sentence by accident with concerned. It's just literally the entire time. We are concerned there are crimes and drugs. I am concerned. Are you concerned? Because I'm concerned.
0: Yes, we are concerned. <laughs> And I love that Pastor Deborah and mother of murdered child come to the mayor's office. And the mayor goes, So, how can I help you? Yeah, what, what do you guys want? It's like, it's like did you, This is the murdered woman, the murdered child mom. Like, what do you think? She, my taxes are too high, yeah. Mr. Mayor. Yes, exactly. I got these parking tickets. in this pothole outside my house.
1: Do I still get the child care tax credit at the end of the year? Because I had a. I had a kid in the house. I'm sorry, I just got turned around. Where do I go to
0: pay
1: this parking ticket? Yeah, right. (laughs) Why don't you have online water bill pay? This is fucking ridiculous.
2: So, okay, Preacher Lady drives away because the mayor seems curiously unconcerned about all of the drug dealing in his town. So she's driving away. She's talking to an Asian gentleman that we have not met in the movie yet who will disappear at a certain point. And she says... You know, I'm starting to think that there's a conspiracy in this town. I don't think Cholo is really the main bad guy at all. And the guy nods along and he's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And she's like, are you are you thinking that we should be vigilante pastors? Because like like superheroes like Batman, because that's what I was thinking.
1: Vigilante pastors. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Good, good. Nothing better than a vigilante
0: pastor. (laughs) I mean, is there a better thing? No, wait. not in cinema. (laughs) Alright, so
2: now we get we cut back to Kevin. He's getting home to his mom and giving his mom a bunch of shit because he's on all the drugs, right? This is where she asks, Kevin, what's the matter?
1: Did you have a quarrel at school today? <laughs> Was it the Haberdasher's son? Was there a rep scallion involved? Tell me. A quarrel? <laughs>
0: I bet she, you know, did you have a coral cut? Can we just say fight? No. I'm saying quarrel. I'm saying coral, and I'm wearing this hat for my florist shop.
1: Fuck yes! You. She's wearing the hat for the florist shop. Yeah, that's right. She was. God, I love this woman. <laughs> so. oh. And you know they can't say fight because every time they do, George Dillon runs in the room and pretends to knock you out until you fall down and hold still. <laughs> And then he fucking rocks you to sleep for 20
2: minutes. Yeah, right. Burps you. <laughs> yeah, so so the mom, the Kevin's mom, talks to Pastor Deborah. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm really worried about my son. He's acting like a 13-year-old ever since he turned 13, you know. She's like, yeah, that's rough. Uh, probably needs to go to church more, you know. Makes sense to me. Because I guess when all you have is a savior, everything looks like a nail wound. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that it doesn't work, I guess, as well as I thought it would. Anyway, so then <laughs> slow motion. Ominous trench coat pedophile angel ninja walks by. I have to point that out every time that happens.
0: When, when, whenever you're confused, he just walks by and you go, "Oh, I get it." Now. Yeah, right. Oh, I get it now. There's a crazy ninja pedophile. Yeah, got it. Got it <laughs>
1: At this point, I wrote in my notes: "Is he walking into a movie that he's actually in?
0: Yeah, he's just he's just cutting through.
1: He's
2: just
0: passing through this movie. Sorry, sorry, I'm an he extra in a Jet Just on the same studio lot. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm filming The Crow three. I don't know where it is.
2: So okay, so then we get mom going in to wake up Kevin for school the next day, but he's dead from all the drugs."
0: I can't, what a fucking lightweight. He's been doing drugs for like a day and a half. Oh, like, come on, kid. And this actress shakes the
1: fuck out of this child actor. Yes. Like, he opens his eyes and is like, ow, stop, stop.
0: (laughs) If he wasn't dead before, he is now. Yeah,
2: (laughs) absolutely. So, yeah, so the kid dies from all the drugs. Mom walks off all barefoot and crazy. We have this all like this long sequence of scenes like establishing that she's lost her mind because of the death of her child.
1: Yeah, it's a very sensitive portrayal of the loss of a child. (laughs) i'm just writing in my notes in all caps what is this movie about (laughs) it's like this movie gets distracted every time someone says a sentence right right it's like if there is like a form of literalism to the script that like every line that is said suddenly becomes what the rest of the movie is about until there's a new line that takes it in a different direction
2: yeah no it's like memento guy wrote it or something yeah yeah, so but Pastor Deborah uh, comes in and she's like, you know, hey, you know, you've lost your mind because of your son. I'm gonna do a Jesus intervention and hug the crazy right
1: out of you, okay? Yeah. I will put you in a headlock until you admit that your son is dead. <laughs> the
0: best line ever is Kevin is no more crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That yeah, is the say crazy bitch? <laughs> a, like First of all, like earlier, the drug dealer said bull crap, and you're going to pull out yes, a crazy bitch, right. <laughs> Pastor Deborah. <laughs> Jesus is tired of your bullshit, Martha. I
2: <laughs> said, so Jesus ain't fucking around. All right. So that was a disturbing ass series of scenes, and I wasn't ready for it in this silly fucking movie. So we're going to pause to get our heads straight. But when we come back, we're going to dive into even more transform. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Does it seem like you're moving ahead in life, but your hairline is moving backwards? Maybe your dad had to settle for hair loss, but thanks to Hims, you don't have to. It's time to prevent more hair loss and no better time than, while well, you still have some. Thanks to science, hair loss can be optional. Him connects you to FDA-approved products to treat hair loss, and they have thousands of happy customers loving their results. Time at home is an opportunity for self-care. HIMSS will connect you to licensed medical professionals online to answer your your questions for free and to see if FDA approved products to treat hair loss are right for you. If approved products will be shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. Hey, Anyone can make claims about treating hair loss, but if you're not happy after 90 days, just email Hims for a full refund. Today, Hims is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund, and right now, our listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Just go to 4 slash GAM. That's 4 slash GAM. Full refund or price paid available for the first 90 days supply. Refund requests must be made between 90 and 180 days after product shipment delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate restrictions apply see website for full details and important safety information remember that's for slash gam
1: kevin honey it's time for school
0: yeah all right mom just give me one second okay um everything okay in there yeah, honey I'm just fucking fucking thinking about dora the explorer mom uh oh do you like dora the explorer ah, like her mom she fucking rules she sees the fucking beginning and the end of culture, man. Have you seen her jump into a map? Uh, no. Well, you should, Mom. I mean, she fucking sold out when Diego came on the scene. That's fucking society, right? I mean, some dudes just, like, come across all fucking fucks and then they really give a chance of expansion in any of us. And it's hard because the fucking money named Boots, you know, Boots is fucking in charge. God, I hate Diego so fucking much. Okay, honey, have fun at school. I wish Swiper would just... Try swiping me once. I just fucking wish he would try to swipe from me. I'd fucking rip his dick off. Okay.
2: (laughs) And we're back for the breakdown. And just in case you were starting to doubt that Pastor Deborah was ever going to kick any ass, we're going to open up on her doing a little Tai Chi in front of a big ass cross with... Very ominous music
0: going on in the background. Yeah, this music is way more dramatic than Tai Chi.
1: Yes. (laughs) And to be fair, she's not actually doing Tai Chi. She's just waving her hands Tai Chi-ishly. She's
0: doing synchronized swimming, standing up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not real karate like pressure points. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, there you go.
2: So yeah, and then we see her, we cut straight from her doing the Tai Chi to her going into the middle of the fucking drug dealer line down meeting,
0: (laughs) right? Which, like, I assume because of just like smash cuts that it's like the location is like around the corner from where she's doing Tai Chi, like the drug dealers meet up in her garage.
2: Yeah, right. Like she heard them (laughs) and she's like, God damn it, I was in the middle of my Tai Chi. I'm going to go tell them off. Oh, we got drug dealers again. You know what they say? If you
1: have one, you have a thousand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so she she goes in and she's it's it's the drug dealers. It's Cholo and and his uh henchies and a bunch of nine year olds. So she goes in there and gives all the kids the three count. Right. She's what? like, you guys better all leave this drug dealer meeting in one, two. But the idiot doesn't do two and a half. She just counts to three and nobody
0: leaves. <laughs> Because you gotta give them a two and a half to think about the consequences of three.
1: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kids don't know their cues, so she gets the three and she's like, come on, leave. You've fucked up the whole counting thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right, so Cholo's like, alright, I'm sick of her shit. Beat her up, henchman. And then, so she gets into a fight with the henchman, but she knows Tai Chi, so she very slowly kicks his (laughs) ass.
0: They did not even pretend to try to teach her karate or stunt work for this movie. No. You you know what a kick is, right? Yeah, just do (laughs) it. Just
1: throw one of those out there at Larry. It'll be fine. But like, Her hammies were sore, so it's a very slow occasion. Oh, 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 sorry, I jogged yesterday. Yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that'll get
0: her. She's like picking up her leg with her hands. There you
2: go. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So then I guess from there, her and that Asian dude she was with earlier go on a rampage just beating up everyone with cocaine.
0: God, this is just assault. They just walk into a pool hall and anyone with like a tattoo or no sleeves, they're like, we're going to fucking murder
1: you. (laughs) She very clearly rolls over the pool table and kicks a guy who is entirely uninvolved in the fight up to this point. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They just walk in and start beating
2: the fuck out of people. I love at one point, there's these two girls that she fights Right, so they have a girl on girl fight or something. They both get knocked out, but because those extras were damned if they were going to lay on the ground in those tops, both of them get knocked out into
0: chairs. Yeah. Oh gosh, so fucking great. The floor is dirty. Do we have time? Do we have time to sweep and mop? We don't. We don't have time. To yeah. Sleep and so mop, you guys so. get knocked out into Why does everyone chairs. Everyone pass out either on the pool table or in a chair.
2: Yes. <laughs> Oh, shit, I love that scene so goddamn much. Not my favorite scene in the movie, though. We'll get to that one yet. So then we have to cut to the little scene where the where Cholo's changing his, his shirt and his henchman comes in and says, you know, it doesn't matter what shirt you're wearing. You're a filthy fucking drug dealer. You do know that, right? And he's like, man, I, I just... This shirt was dirty. I, I had pit stains and shit. I was just changing my shirt. I was it's like, all right, just so you know, you didn't change into a different person when you changed that shirt. You're just still the evil fucker you were when you had the other shirt on he's like yeah no i know
1: he's also three feet shorter than the actor who plays cholo which was so distracting for this scene (laughs) because he's like obviously doing this like face-to-face thing except he's face-to-facing with his belly button he's like hell, man i just want you to know this (laughs) well okay so this actor that plays cholo this
2: is ken moreno and he's a fucking huge dude he's like poor man's danny trejo You've seen him in a bunch of different movies. He he was in like the fugitive, I think. He was in uh, I, I don't know, I looked at his IMDb page. There was a couple of movies that were like, Oh, okay, yeah, he was gigantic Hispanic guy in that movie. That's right. So, yeah, he's a goddamn giant. But when this other character is supposed to be, like, intimidating him, it's hard to ignore that fact. (laughs)
1: Hey, lift me up for a second.
0: Yeah, lift (laughs) me up on that stool right next to you. (laughs) Better not ever cross me. (laughs) I gotta say, like, it's been so long since I've had, like, a solid understanding of any of the locations in this movie. Like, do (laughs) these drug dealers all live together? Yeah, right. Cholo's in what I assume is his bedroom putting a shirt on. And Minnie me walks in and is like, Hey, Cholo. And it's like, did you like just break into my house? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, do they live in a college dorm? Like, what is happening? (laughs) I don't know. That's not
2: where he lives, though, because he keeps his son at this other house, right? (laughs) So, yeah. And and then we have to cut to a different group of people dealing drugs. Now, when I say different group of people, I don't mean
1: different actors. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Still white guy wrap around sunglasses i wanted so badly when the guy gets out of the car to just be like didn't you get shot in the last scene i <laughs> swore you got. i don't mean the guy
2: who says well, all white say people guy that was a guy in then. a brown shirt i'm a guy in a white shirt this is a totally different guy now but yeah so he's dealing drugs again just by walking up to a car somebody goes can i have one drugs please and him going yep here's one drugs do i need to give you money nope
0: well first of all you know, it's it's you got my special package.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Talking about a penis. <laughs> For the first time ever. Hey, you got In my the special history. package. <laughs> oh, you mean the, the, the actual package of drugs you ordered? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to speak an innuendo. You're here to buy drugs. If
1: any of us are cops, this is going badly. Yeah, so, yeah, but so
2: then one of Cholo's guys shows up and confronts these two. And they're like, hey, man, you can't sell drugs here either. So they beat him up. They beat up Cholo's guy and they drive off.
0: It's unclear whether they beat him up for stopping them from dealing drugs or for having the tightest belt I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted one of these scenes not to end in violence for them to be like, all right. Well, where can we deal drugs? And then it flash cuts to them pointing on a map, and he's like, all right, you see this 14th and Fifth? There's a lot of good foot traffic there. That's all <laughs> yours, right? I'm not trying to keep you out of business. Is real. It's just. It's about saturating the market. You understand? No, we understand. We understand? So,
2: you guys want to go to Kudoba but no. Instead, they beat this guy up. One second later, Cholo shows up. So it's time for us to have our car chase in a
0: $14 budget film. Right. Oh my mm. God. Very clearly, everyone's obeying the speed limit yep. and using their turn signals and stopping at stop signs. But the music is dramatic and everyone's <laughs> looking over their shoulder a lot. So it's a chase scene.
2: Well, they added screechy sound effects. At one point, they speed up the footage a la Charlie Goddamn
1: Chaplin. They <laughs> sure do, but they don't do. They don't not do that because there's a pedestrian who also starts walking as quickly in the background <laughs> of that scene. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so there's just a lady power walking <laughs> alongside the car all of a sudden.
2: Well, and then at a certain point, they realize apparently, oh yeah, we're not all the cool stuff in a car chase involves you know breaking the law or fucking up the car so they have them get out of the car and start a foot race but the two gentlemen that he's chasing are way heavy fuckers and cholo is in really good shape so them trying to film it it's like you know when you're Chasing a three year old, but you can't catch him, or that fucks <laughs> up the game. <laughs> you know, Cholo's like walking by him, going, Oh, I'm gonna catch you any minute. Oh, you better not get away.
1: <laughs> they're in different shirts by the time he does get to them because <laughs> they soaked through his sweat.
2: Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I love it so much. Eventually, they're like, Wait, where did he go? Apparently, Cholo got around behind him, and he's like, Oh, you know, it'd be awesome if, if I swing around in front of him and I hide in this bush. Until they think I'm gone. And when they think I'm gone, I'm going to jump out and whip their asses. It'll be cool. It'll be fucking awesome. So that's what he does. <laughs> Good to know that he has a sense of the dramatic. Meanwhile, Fred goddamn Williamson is in this movie as well. Now, he, I don't expect anybody will re- recognize the name Fred Williamson unless they're really into exploitation movies. He did a lot of like he was in every goddamn thing back in the 70s and early 80s. Everything that was like low budget and shit. You might recognize him from Dusk Till Dawn. He was the big black dude that kicked ass in the last act of uh, of Dusk Till Dawn. When you see him, you'll be like, oh, yeah, he fought somebody in something I saw or whatever.
0: I've thought about that mustache while having sex before. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But he is suddenly introduced to the movie. He's getting a call from that girl that Dillman George was having lunch with. He is Hammer, and they're going to need Hammer (laughs) to also be in this movie.
1: Uh, we're putting together wacky martial artists. It appears you're doing clicky stick fighting. So, uh, clicky stick fighting guy named Hammer, pressure points guy, and spoiler alert, there's a vague, blurry guy who I think I also hired. He's
2: gonna be in the movie as well. You might be Jesus. We don't know.
0: In the middle of this scene, a cat meows audibly in the background.
1: Yes, and it's just
0: like, no, like come on, like this was easy. But one thing we, well, the only thing we know about Hammer Is that he wants to get paid yep. So he's like nope we did it in that Take we're moving <laughs> on
1: And they do this thing that they do with everything In the movie where he goes my usual Fee and she's like yes and he's like Great what a pointless series Of sentences in this movie <laughs> So And then we get the scene That this movie
2: and my Life are all about Oh. This is the scene where George Dillman begins by dropping into a split because Van Damme has nothing on this guy. Nothing.
1: <laughs> oh, credit where credit is due. I did not expect George Dillman to be able to do a split. I didn't expect <laughs> George Dillman to be able to climb like an unbroken set of stairs.
0: So when he dropped into a split, I needed time to recover. <laughs> so there is a not insignificant chance those are not his legs. I'm just throwing that out there (laughs) Maybe he can do a split Maybe this is They blew their budget On this bit of movie magic
2: (laughs) So so yeah So he's just out there You know Doing the splits Stretching it out You know Like you do And this guy walks up And he's like Oh It's the pressure point guy Eh, I don't believe in pressure points Oh yeah What if I hit you in the gallbladder (laughs) Foot punch Yes Yes He he apparently hit the gallbladder spot on his foot, right? So he hits this guy in the foot, and his gallbladder hurts.
0: Yeah, well.
1: I wanted so badly for the guy to be like, "Mm, my ability to regulate insulin. (laughs) A lot of people think that's just the pancreas, but the gallbladder is actually really important for that function as well.
2: (laughs) So, but then another guy shows up, and he goes, hey, what did you do to my buddy? And George Tillman knocks this guy out using theremin noises
0: and finger waving. Yeah, he, he hypnotizes him like, you know, like, like you do to a cobra in a basket. <laughs> sort, of, sort of like move around a little bit. And it's like, ah, oh, where am I supposed to be looking? Ah, I'm tired. <laughs> um, fun fact, if you go on a deep, deep George Tillman dive, as I did. All of these extras are his students. Yes. They're in all of his videos. Yes. Amazing. So I think that this isn't, I mean, this is fake in that everything George Tillman does is fake. But I think that he thinks and his students think that he actually hit them in gallbladder and they went unconscious.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was like, part movie part not the ending bit where he's burping all of them where he's like standing around him going like oh you gotta pat his back or he'll die now oh do you have him i don't, oh you don't have him you know that was all like he was pretending that was legit yes
0: oh yeah he yeah. does a take to camera and he goes oh i think i got a little excited there." yes right he, yeah oh, I, I gallbladder <laughs> seven him too hard
2: <laughs> oh so, yeah, no, no, but that's that's legit. What happened? He does a touchless knockout. Which, if you've never seen this happen, oh my god, you're you're really missing out. But what it is is you wave your hands around a lo- around a guy's head a lot, and then you yell. And because he's in on the scam, he falls down, and it's hilarious. The only thing funnier is watching them try to do that to anyone who doesn't want to play along. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so unfortunately we have to move on from that scene to the scene where the secretary finds the mayor's list of bad guy names in 88 point font.
1: This is the fucking we're literally it's just a large print word document that she's scrolling down and the mayor's name is highlighted and she's like huh.
0: Like Clippy makes a cameo in this movie. (laughs) It looks like you work for a corrupt mayor. Do you know?
2: <laughs> and I I don't know if you guys read the other names on this list. The names were amazing again. This was in 2005. Here are a couple of them. George W. Rush, Dick Chen, God. Jacques Chapak, Rumsfeld Johnson.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in myself for not reading. (laughs) Man, do you know
1: anybody with a real name, (laughs) Schmuntferkagelsten? All right, (laughs) never mind. And what I, I love so much about this is, it's just a list of
2: goddamn names. Right? There's nothing else. There's no secret plans or whatever. She's just like, wow, this is a list of all the bad guys. Holy shit, my boss is there.
0: Yeah, also helpful for the audience that we've never heard the mayor's name before. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's like, mayor. And then, what the fuck are we going to call the mayor?
2: But the mayor, like, walks in and she, like, shuts the file down like he caught her watching porn or something. So, But he knows something's up, right? He doesn't know what she's found, but he knows she's found something. Man, he should stop storing
0: his private documents on her
1: computer. <laughs> yeah. And they zoom in on him like the dramatic chipmunk. I mean, they, they almost <laughs> yes. use the music. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> and again, it's really worth remembering, this movie was made in 2005. Yeah. All right, so the
2: secretary calls Pastor Deborah and she's like, I'm pretty sure you're the main character. I don't, I honestly don't know because if you're the main character, what the fuck is Dillman George in this movie? But anyway, I found some incriminating evidence. I need to talk with you, not on the phone right now as we are, but in another scene so that I can get kidnapped between now and then.
0: Okay? Okay. (laughs) Also, when you discover corruption, Federal whistleblower laws dictate you have to call your pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't call the authorities, certainly. No, no. But yeah, so
2: she goes to meet Pastor Deborah to spill the beans, but just then Cholo's guys show up and
1: kidnap her.
0: Oh, the easiest kidnapping ever it was so nice of her to not struggle <laughs> not
1: right? just not struggle but she like scooches herself into the car she's like out 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 my arm my arm <laughs> pinching me <laughs> well she starts to struggle and the guy's like shh
2: shh, shh. And she's like oh oh he said shh alright alright library all right. rules all right. well I'm gonna need a vinky as well <laughs> so <laughs> And, and it, she, so they're like, what are you doing going to see Pastor Deborah?" She's like, ah, she, a spiritual uh, guidance. And then they're like, they pull out her three and a half inch fucking floppy disk and go, two thousand right. and five. <laughs> and again,
0: 2005, we were over floppy disks, right? I believe we were. Like we we got to be at, at CD-ROM by 2005.
1: They had to take, like, they had to get this donated to them by a library, right? The library. Like, hey, it looks like you guys need this. Wanted it to just be like, oh, that's disc one of seven of Jill of the Jungle. Don't worry about that.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, according to Google, we stopped using them in '98. So, yeah, they <laughs> maybe had one still laying around, I guess. And apparently, they're going to torture the secretary now. Using the slightly further into a
1: split than my hamstrings are comfortable with torture. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And they accidentally go a little too far for this actress's comfort. So then they have to scooch the buckets in.
0: She uses her safe word. (laughs) Don't overly
1: torture. We want to torture a medium. (laughs)
0: Remember, guys, we're not going to put her in a stress position. We're going to put her in a eh, position.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They also let her know that they set her up for yeah. child endangerment. But but not like with the police, with the newspaper,
2: right? Like they had a story planted in the newspaper saying she had been arrested for child endangerment. Keep that in mind later when the fucking police show up looking for her because of all the child endangerment. <laughs>
0: Boy, it's like we told we told the police that you did child endangerment. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. And I think my daughter will corroborate that story.
1: Yeah. Why child endangerment? It's such a weird crime for this. Should we frame her for murder? No. <laughs> what's, I want something better than uh, uh, a crack No, that's not bad enough. Attractive hazard in her yard? <laughs> um, we have a lot of drugs.
0: We could. We could just get a real high and then be like, no, no, no. Those
2: are our drugs. I don't (laughs) don't (laughs) All right. So, but apparently Pastor Deborah read about this in the, in the newspaper. So she goes down to the jail to find out, like she wants to talk to the mayor's secretary at the jail. Now they are going to tell us this is a jail. Someone's even going to say, this is the only jail in the whole town. But it's very clearly George Dillman's karate dojo. Yeah, very because currently. there are signs hanging on the bulletin board about the karate tournament on Thursday.
1: <laughs> That's uh, actually a jail karate tournament.
0: <laughs> George has a black belt in karate, but this is the first time he's ever eavesdropped on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he it is his first class in eavesdropping. Yes. Like, no, no, don't don't look at them. No. Don't don't wave so that they know you're listening. Yes. <laughs> don't nod Just along stop nodding ears. along <laughs> yeah. yeah i can't listen with my ears if they flex their toe i won't be able to overhear <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah but so pastor deborah comes in and says i need to see this woman that you arrested for child endangerment and he's like "Well, no we don't have her and she, and she's like oh that's weird and she leaves now as soon as she leaves Dillman George calls her and says, Hey, your friend is being held in a warehouse on 111th Street. And she's like, How would you know that? He's like, It will never be explained in the movie, actually. I just. That is,
1: uh, <laughs> that is uh, where the rest of the movie takes place. That's and we have no way to get you the there. <laughs> I could send you a copy. We could eat. Well, You could watch me eat while I show you yeah. the <laughs> script if you want. And okay, but now, 43
2: minutes into the goddamn movie, slow-motion walking angel pedophile ninja trench coat guy will finally arrive where he was going, that very same warehouse.
1: Which really doesn't make sense, seeing as he's been heading there the entire movie. That means he knew that she was going to find the mayor's file, and then he was going to get kidnapped, <laughs> and that they, when they kidnapped her, they were going to bring her to the thing. I mean, if any of that hadn't worked out, this scene would just be him showing up and being like,
0: Am I early? Oh, fuck. Shit. Give me one second. I think Let me just he found out that this mom was into child endangerment and decided to team up with her. <laughs> hey, I heard you, I heard you got a kid you want to endanger. I think I could help out with
2: that. My theory is that this character is Jesus, and I actually think that's what they were going for. Um so yes, of course he would know all of that. Yeah, so they rescue her, he kicks some ass, Pastor Deborah comes in, she also kicks some ass. Mm-hmm. And once everyone's ass is kicked, she saves the secretary and takes her to the church's
1: safe house. This is our retreat house. We don't pay taxes on it. It's it's kind of bad, honestly, that we have just a big free <laughs> house. Don't worry about it. And meanwhile, the lady's like all injured from her torture. I wanted her to be like, thighs so flexible. <laughs> May never recover. <laughs>
0: So they didn't, you know. Listen, when you're when you when you when you have to pay Hammer, you know, six hundred thousand, six hundred ninety thousand dollars to be in your movie, <laughs> uh, you don't. There's not a lot of room left for lights. No, uh, no. So uh, instead of filming night scenes at night, they just make everything blue. They for like almost the rest of the movie, there is blue. Yeah, because it's nighttime.
2: Yes, they, and, and they've literally, they're not using blue lights, right? They've put a blue filter over the goddamn camera. Yeah. Yes. And they're filming in the middle of the fucking day. There will be night birds chirping in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because they got a blue filter, so it's nighttime. All right. So, meanwhile, elsewhere some fucking Miami vice bad guy rejects walk into a building, do a drug deal and pedophile trench coat
1: ninja gets pictures of this. Yes. So they're meeting with the mayor's like assistant guy, the one who asked if drugs were illegal earlier before he was explained that they had political immunity or whatever. But the best part is that he he's like, uh, do you guys need to see any ID that I'm actually from the mayor? And they're like, actually, that would make us really happy if you don't mind. If we would just love to check your credentials. Oh, OK, now we'll sell drugs to you.
0: Yeah. Also, like, where it, remember how the CIA is involved? They have zero representation. In this. <laughs> right. At no point is someone like, oh, hey, I'm the CIA handler guy. Don't worry about me. It's like, oh, no, no, no. no. It's the mayor. The, the mayor hallucinated a meeting. With the CIA. <laughs> that's, like, that's why he thinks this is a thing.
2: And also, by the way, so the the one guy is in there taking pictures of this, the trench coat slow motion guy. George Dillman is outside listening through the brick wall with some secret spy
1: device. Oh God. That's called Martin Seven. George son. <laughs> George, <laughs> George will sell you this device for ninety nine ninety nine guarantee.
2: So yeah, so we cut to uh Pastor Deborah's place. A bunch of cops show up to search for the fugitive secretary who... They read about in the newspaper
1: being a child endangerer. And she goes, you need a search warrant. And the cop is like, oh, we have one. But just know, we don't care about search <laughs> <Yes>. warrants.
0: <laughs> they then look to see if she's in the foyer and go, eh. Yep, yeah. But she's not in the entryway when we enter the door. She's probably not.
2: <laughs> they look around for one second. Now, she's not there, Right. So it's not surprising that they don't find her. But even in their walk- one second, they probably should have noticed slow motion trench coat pedophile walking guy, seeing as how he's in slow motion. Yep. He's
0: just making a sandwich in the kitchen. <laughs> like,
1: nothing weird about that. <laughs> oh, just a regular slow motion Asian guy. All right. You're good to go here. Yeah. The second the cops
2: leave, they're like, yeah, we should, well, we've been here for one and a half seconds. We haven't found her. She must not be here. Let's go, guys. So they leave. Then one second later... That guy, the slow motion walking pedophile trench coat ninja guy, is in her kitchen. They've never met, right? And of course, he's there to give her the photographs he took of the drug deal so that she could give those same photographs to a DEA agent later. I don't understand what she does
1: here. I brought you photos of a timeshare right near Disneyland that could be yours for just four weekends a year. <laughs> She's like, who are you anyway? He's
2: like, believe it or not, I'm the writer of the film. I wrote this character for myself. I, <laughs> I I also wanted to be the ninja hero of the movie. So, okay, so she takes those photos to the DEA. She's like, you know, I got these from a secret pedophile slow motion ninja. He's like, hmm, interesting. They're just pictures of people talking to each
1: other, Right. Uh, photos. Come back when you have a staged reenactment by a group of adorable fifth graders. Okay, we're going need more than that here in the
0: DEA. You call this evidence? If it's not a tableau vivant, we don't accept it as evidence.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, he even tells her he's like, "Hey, all you have here is hearsay.
1: You could get sued for hearsay." I'm like, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you have the actual shipment of drugs in your hands, then. We'll look into it. I mean, we'll arrest you because you'll have a shipment of drugs with you, but we'll, then we'll look into that.
2: <laughs> All right. So, Pastor Deborah goes back to the safe house again at night because we can tell because of the blue filter. And we watch her walk around the safe house, check several doors before one of them opens. It opens. She goes in.
1: Yep. But damn it, if the bad guys hadn't followed her there. And like they accidentally over music sting that moment, like she walks in and we pan to the bad guy and it's like bam bam bam. I wanted it to pan over to a guy with the electric guitar and they're like, "Cut it out, Mike! Sorry." So meanwhile, inside Pastra Deborah
2: is leading them in in prayer. She's saying, Grace, before they eat. And then she's like, this is her prayer, basically. Dear Jesus, please send back up in the form of a slow-motion
1: trench coat karate ninja. (laughs) But unfortunately for them, bad ninjas show up to attack them.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, uh, So the appearance of, of ninjas made me so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just rocking the full blown ninja outfit. Oh, and
1: this is obviously because they only had three stunt as we learned from their drug people, they only have two actors yep. and one of them is a stunt person. So they just dressed people up occasionally like ninjas, but it's a real drag when your church has ninjas. You gotta get ninja traps, and then your wife wants you to get the have a heart ninja traps, and you're like, where am I gonna release a ninja? Where <laughs> am I gonna <laughs> Japan? Because that's where they're from. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Yeah,
2: so, but, yeah, ninjas attack them, and, of course, slow-motion pedophile trenchcoat ninja shows up. He is, by the way, The Fist. That's the character's name, The Fist, uh, shows up. Amazing. Is he not the spider? Isn't there a
0: person called the spider in this movie? It doesn't
2: matter. <laughs> so I think there is a spider, too, but, yeah, no, he's The Fist. So the two of them are kicking Ninjas' asses together. At one point, they literally stop. She says, are you ready? And he says, yes, before they throw the last ninja on the table. <laughs> are you ready? Because I don't want to hurt you. Okay, all right, good. Okay, he's ready to go. Hey, are you Jesus?
0: Yep, let's go.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, she's like, but who are you? And then he wanders off all uh, fucking... Lone Ranger slash Batman slash Jesus style. And now Fred Williamson is in town. And that's that whole scene.
1: That's it. The best <laughs> thing about the Hammer is he will constantly announce his arrival but not do anything. He's like, Hello, I'm here within the city limits.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and, and then like they, they we cut immediately from that to the mayor learning that Hammer's in town and he's like, damn it. He's a legitimate actor. I'm pretty sure he's the main character of this thing. I I don't know for sure. And then, okay, I have to fucking point this part out because I love it so goddamn much. The chick that works for Mr. X calls George Dillman. I'm sorry, Dillman George. And she says, hey, the hammer is in town who also works for us, but don't be seen with him yet because, you know, reasons to which Dillman George says, yeah, it's like that old saying, divide and conquer. No <laughs> No, it's fucking not. That's it's in that fucking saying you're dividing the thing you're trying to conquer. It's not you divide up and then conquer, you fucking idiots. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, if we want to win this football game, let's only put half our team on the field <coughs> right. no <divide> and, conquer. <laughs> and pretend not to know the other half of the team when they show
1: no. up. Trust me. <laughs> what the fuck was that? All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
2: So now we are going to introduce a- another major contender for the star of the show in my mind and that is the tiny little basement where all 46 of the bad guys get
1: together to awkwardly meet. Pirate-themed gang. <laughs> it's, it's a- I want to go over this gang. There oh, is yes. a gentleman. the mayor's mom's do. house. There is a gentleman with an eye patch. Yes, there is. There is someone's mom wearing a lovely black velvet hat, <laughs> uh, and then there is another guy wearing a waistcoat because without question, this gang is made up of four people each using one piece of a pirate costume. (laughs) There's a fifth guy over there with a wooden leg. There's no question that the fourth guy refused to use the wooden leg because he's just wearing a t-shirt and his arms are crossed because they yelled at him for not using the wooden leg.
0: The costume designer went to Halloween Adventure. They just sold out of everything the
2: pirate <laughs> It's like, look, when you give me an eleven dollar budget for costuming this gang, this is what you get. <laughs> they can share. Yeah, so they they are sitting around and they're making a deal in the uh, in the basement. And the deal, as I understand it, is that everyone can have all the drugs that they want, but they have to give twenty five percent of the profits to the
1: mayor, which is an amazing fucking deal. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're selling cocaine at a 75% markup? Yes, I will take some of that. <laughs> Jesus. Um yeah, great deal for the
2: criminals. Meanwhile, <laughs> Fred Williamson literally renegotiates his contract in the middle of the fucking movie.
0: It's yes. the greatest moment in In the world,
2: we just cut to him going like he's on the phone, and he's like, "Well, you know what would make me feel better?"
0: Very clearly,
2: yeah. He goes, "What would make me feel a little better is fifty thousand more dollars." Okay, and that's it. That's the whole scene. He has done nothing. Listen,
0: I'm doubling my day rate.
2: (laughs) So, all right. So, meanwhile, some seven-year-olds are smoking a joint, and some other. Drug dealers show up. I don't even know who. I don't think we've met any of these people, right? This was very confusing for me. Okay.
0: Yeah, it it was a hard time to follow.
2: So in a movie that has already introduced 37 different teams of drug dealers, a different team of drug dealers is dealing drugs. And a different, different team of drug dealers comes up to argue about whether they're dealing drugs on their turf
0: but they need a drug dealing chore wheel. We also just had a scene where all the drug dealers agreed to be on the same team. Yep.
2: Moments ago. <laughs> that was the immediate previous scene. Yes. <laughs> so But yeah, so and then this other group of drug dealers shows up says you can't sell drugs here and he's like yes I can. Pulls out a gun. He shoots the guy he's shooting point blank four times immediately in front of him. And then that guy runs away.
0: Yeah, he misses everyone, for sure.
2: Yep, he just starts shooting randomly, right? Because, you know, once you start shooting, you might as well shoot everybody. Well, it's it's not safe if you don't empty the clip. Well, right, yeah, otherwise you'll have bullets. Yeah, and those are those are dangerous. So, yeah, so among the people who get shot, actually, I guess the only person that he actually hits is Cholo's kid. No. Who was hanging out doing drugs there the whole time. Yes. Yes. So so now, apparently, the kid got shot in the head, not in a necessarily bad way, right? He's alive. He's in a
1: coma. Yeah, he has severe, severe eye shadow, as we can see <laughs> from his gum shot wound. Yeah, this kid, by the way, is super duper not
2: doing a good job of being in a coma. He keeps licking his lips and shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Cholo, listen, we're concerned about the gunshot wounds in the head, but we have a lot of questions about this eye shadow. (laughs) Is it a goth phase?
1: (laughs) So this is where he talks to babysitter lady and she says, the doctor says he has 72 hours to get better, and then... She sort of trails off, and he's like, "And then what?" And I wanted her so badly to just be like, "Well, then he won't get better if he, yeah, doesn't get right, better. yeah,
2: exactly, <laughs> exactly." Well, I wrote in my notes, she's like seventy-two hours to regain consciousness." Is that
1: biblical, or what? <laughs> or we won't
2: <laughs> fucking punish his
1: owner? I mean, come on. Also, it's so distracting, but there's a super, like, burstingly full IV bag right in the center of the frame of this entire thing. <laughs> I found it very distracting.
0: Yeah, the nurse had to duck out of the shot because she definitely just put that IV in.
2: <laughs> so then, of course, Cholo has his like, kind of come-to-Jesus moment where he sure is sorry for all his drug-dealing ways, and he prays to God to make his son okay again. And in case you couldn't get what was going on, the babysitter character says, and I quote, "'You have faith, Cholo. Nothing is impossible to God.'" In case you weren't getting it.
1: And then we pan up to the cross. But I guess the camera was heavy or the guy was losing his balance because they like, struggle. You can feel them like pulling it off a tripod to pan up to a crucifix. It's fucking <laughs> I amazing. I think the
0: hand of God itself was like, I do not want to be in this fucking movie. <laughs> don't, I don't wanna, please don't associate me with your movie. You are not panning to this cross. This is bullshit. <laughs> And by the way, I, I, I
2: have a good authority that Pizza Hut feels the same way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that this fucking movie has firmly established that it legit belongs on this show and it has the whole time, I think we can pause for another break. But first, let me give Act Three the hard sell. Will there ever be a reason for George Dillman's character to exist? Will the fact that guns have been banned ever be revisited? Will they ever explain who the slow motion walking guy is? No. No on all three. (laughs) But stick around anyway for the greatest conclusion in the history of god-awful movies
1: or any movie at all, for that matter. Doc, shoot straight with me. Is my son gonna live? Uh, Well, Cholo,
2: sorry, is that really your name in this movie? That's just, it's just so
1: problematic. Yeah, I try not to think about it too
2: much. Okay, anyway, uh, your son has a very serious head wound. Uh, hopefully he recovers in the next seventy-two hours. And if he doesn't, well, if he doesn't recover, um, he'll die. Die? Yes, I'm. I'm afraid so. No, what does that mean? Die? I'm sorry. What is you're asking me? What death is? Uh, Mr. Cholo, are you
1: okay? <laughs> of course not. Look at me. Here's my son with only twenty-seven hours to live. That's not what I said. And all I can do to help is wear these big red shoes. Oh, your nose is bleeding, sir. Duck. shoot straight with me. Is my son going to live? What?
2: <laughs> and we're back for still more of this shit. We're going to open up on the mayor's assistant in church. This is where um, Hammer shows up to have an entirely meaningless conversation with him. Oh, it's phenomenal.
1: He's just like, look. I know that you're part of the mayor's drug dealing ring, so you should turn them over to me." And he's like, mm, "I don't wanna." And he's like, "Please?" "Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll say, okay, yeah, if you say please. Yeah, absolutely." But but he doesn't. Nope. He doesn't.
2: Right? Like so <laughs> never comes up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need immunity. Okay, you got it. Well, I have that- to No, still. All right. Yeah, right. No, so I would
2: need more and then, well, but so what's amazing to me about this is that they never explain why the hammer would know this. It never has any impact in the larger movie. I, they, they never explain why anybody would know where this drug deal is happening. Right. Right. So, yeah, it, not like it matters. Everybody just knows whatever they need to get to the next scene in this film. Anyway, so then we get the scene where Cholo is coming to grips with his drug-dealing past. He's looking through his uh, kid's room frantically trying to find his stash.
0: Yeah, or maybe he's trying to find the post-it note he wrote down the cure for gunshot wounds to the head on. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, know.
1: I wrote in my notes, check his crayon box under the pogs. But it's so much sillier than that because it's in the VHS box for James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> yes, <laughs> The giant plastic VHS tape boxes. Yeah. And by the way, this kid has this enormous bag of so, cocaine. I oh, want to hang out with this. This kid can have a lot of bad personality traits. I'll still hang out with him. That's all I'm going <laughs> to There say. were like thousands of dollars
2: worth of cocaine in this giant <laughs> bag. How much money did this kid have? Like,
0: Jesus, right? That's this kid's allowance. He's
1: getting too much. Money. Fucking Scarface would tell that kid to slow down. It's, you know, it's a vicious cycle because he he shovels the snow at the neighbors and then he buys that Coke with the money. Then he's faster at shoveling and it oh, just gets worse. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right, right.
1: All right. But so, yeah, so Cholo
2: like looks at this gigantic bag of cocaine and he has this breakdown moment. But then we have magical Bible pages. The Bible <laughs> just starts blowing up. why is there a Bible there? Who the fuck even knows? But a Bible just starts blowing open. And apparently the Bible is just, you know, you ever watch somebody trying to skip through a thing where you're just like, can you just paraphrase the part of the book that you're looking for for me, man? It's like that. It takes forever to get all the way to, to wherever the hell it's trying to get.
0: It stops up the thou shalt not suffer a witch to live page. It's like, ah fuck. Hold on one second.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I did It did not mean for this to stop on fucking Leviticus. <sighs> guys, guys, come on, come on. I'm trying to get to the Isn't end. Isn't there like a
0: cocaine is bad page somewhere <laughs> in this fucking book? Any chance they cut
1: your son into 26 pieces? <laughs> and that's what's, well, What if you stabbed uh, him? God, the whole the whole foreskin bit. We'll just stay with the foreskin bit.
0: We'll we'll figure it out from there.
2: <laughs> so all right, yeah, so now we cut to Pastor Deborah wrapping up her Sunday services, and wouldn't you know it, Cholo's come to church, right? Everybody leaves and Cholo's still left behind, to which she's like, oh, are you going to kill me because pretty sure you're the main bad guy and I'm the main good guy, and he's like, no, I think I'm a good guy, actually, uh, if you believe that, and she's like, yeah, well, I don't know, but he does have an apropos Bible quote. She's like, oh, he must be a real Christian
0: now. Boy, Christians are easy to trick. Just one one Bible quote and right, I guess you're with me then. Yep. He also has he also has that weird moment where he's like my son is about
1: to die and I wrote weird pessimism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So now the the henchies come and they tell Mr. Mayor that Cholo has has converted and he's Christian now, right? Yeah, these guys get their
0: information like they're watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mayor. I was just in the last scene. <laughs> Cholo is talking to the priest I think we're in fucking trouble
2: yes alright so yeah so then we get more of Cholo sadly looking through his kids room and there's I only bring this scene up because there's a moment where he's playing with the kids Wolverine doll and the actor can't help but get visibly excited when the little claws come out
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see I just wanted him to accidentally find larger and larger stashes of cocaine in each toy right? he's like oh is this an ape all right this must be a bag of sugar. No, still cocaine. All right. Oh, wow. The The whole stretch Armstrong filled with cocaine. I got to <laughs> talk to my son about who his source is. <laughs> so, yeah, Dad, I only had to pay 25%. It's great. So then he
2: walks out of the room and somebody hits him with a baseball bat. This is that little tiny henchman that was giving him shit earlier for changing his shirt. It's also the, be- the beginning of the
0: fight. Very rarely does the beginning of the fight start with surprise hitting the head of the baseball bat. That is almost always the end of the fight.
2: Yep, but no, that's where we're going to open this one, yeah. Well, so they had this prop baseball bat that they could really hit him with, and they were going to get their fucking money's worth out of that, right? Yeah. They hit him a good 17 times with that fucking thing before this scene is over. But then they're like, but we're not going to kill you because there are 20 minutes left in the movie.
1: Yes, they say either you die, or the preacher dies.
0: Listen, man, we looked ahead in the script, and we know we can't kill you yet. So, <laughs> yeah, <right?
1: laughs>
2: where will we get our information? So apparently, he agreed to kill Pastor Deborah. So she like goes to the church, or he goes to the church to to kill her, and then they have this bizarre fucking exchange, right? That begins with her saying, "What happened to your face?" But but they didn't do anything to his but there's no makeup or anything to indicate
1: what she's talking about yeah i think they eyeshadowed him but like it's obvious this actor was like get this girly stuff off me and they're like okay we'll just we'll just have her say what happened to your face yeah you know that
0: or they covered his face with with blue makeup being a bruise, but then the blue light canceled it out. So we just can't see it.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Because her next line is, what are you doing here this time of night? And they like come back to him and it's very clearly the middle of the day outside, but they have the blue filter going again. (laughs) And he goes, I was sent here to kill you. And she's like, you're going to kill me. He's like, no, it was weird that they would just trust me to do that after they hit me with a baseball bat. But no, of course not. They use the
0: shark camera angle for him entering the church, which is great. Like that point of view, jaws under the water mm. camera angle. And so I, <laughs> for a second, thought that she was going to be sitting in the church, tidying up, and just get eaten by a shark. And it would have surprised <laughs> me zero for this movie. Nope.
1: Makes the same amount of sense as the rest of the movie. Right. But for this to have turned out to be a shark movie, yeah, no
2: surprise
0: at all. The only way it could have been better.
1: Also, he opens that chat by being like, I'm here to kill you. But I'm not going to. Sorry, probably should have said that first. Seemed like I was going to kill you. That's uh, on me. Odd for me to put a dramatic pause in there now that I think <laughs> about it, looking
2: back on this. All right. So then we have this series of quick, quick shots where basically the, this desperate effort by the director to say, no, 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 it's almost over, guys. You almost made it. We're almost to the <laughs> finale because this is where we, we go back to bad guy basement. We have uh, Hammer showing up at the headquarters of the bad guys. We have Dillman showing up at the headquarters. Again, all filmed with the blue filter to make it look like it's nighttime if you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also, by the way, Cholo and and Pastor Deborah show up at, at bad guy HQ as well. She's wearing this bright red jacket, but because they shot it with this blue filter, it looks goddamn ridiculous. It looks like it was painted after the fact or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's also weird that she was like, all right, time to sneak into the big drug lair. Let me get a nice bright red sports coat. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. They might have guns. I don't want them to shoot me by
2: accident. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So now, of course, there's a roof sniper at Bad Guy HQ, but they can take him down by just climbing up on the roof and beating him unconscious with a pipe.
0: <laughs> and she brought a pipe. It's like, apparently like, yes. trouble didn't have a gun. Like we, all right, all right, For
1: a preacher, you sure did beat a man to death with a pipe. This okay.
2: <laughs> all right. So now we got the big drug deal showing up where right? we've got the big van showing up. Everybody hugs, you know, there's a whole big, like, Oh my God, I have not seen you since
1: the last big drug dealer. How's your kids? Kind of a moment. Oh, there needs to be way more huggy drug deals in movies. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Hugs, not drugs.
1: I'm sorry. Is that one eyed Vinny? (laughs) Get over here. Also, their drugs are boxed. But they forgot to click that thing that makes your drugs all come in the same box right. when you get them from Amazon. So yeah, yeah it's really arrive the same day. And look, so there are like 31
2: boxes of drugs. We watch them unload the entire van, bring all the. We watch people carry boxes for so goddamn long before this is over.
0: We do. I disagree. I wanted more boxes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So and then of course this is also where slow motion walking pedophile trench coat ninja
0: shows up as well right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and the bad guys are all t-rexes so if you just sort of move slowly they can't see you
2: oh yeah yeah, exactly well you have to hold your hands karate style but yeah yeah exactly and then we watch and i i don't know what the fuck this was doing in the movie but we cut back to all the guys who are not carrying the boxes waiting for the boxes to be
1: carried Oh, awkward silence, gang is my favorite part of the movie, and I wanted so much more of it. So, 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 uh, how did you all form your your gang? Oh, uh, you know, we uh, we all got
0: together to do crimes, then you know, kept just kept doing those crimes.
1: Sure, sure. <clears throat> what? Say something? Oh no, sorry. I was just, just coughed and cleared my throat a little. Oh, got it, got it. COVID. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I don't think you have COVID.
2: Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> you guys like crime? Oh, love it. Yeah. No, we're big into crime.
0: Yeah. 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 Cool. Me. Yeah. Me too. Me. Yeah. We're all. We all love it.
1: Okay, you know what? You know what? I, I, I'm I'm thinking of a thing and you guys try and guess it. Is it, it crime? The, yeah. Oh man.
2: I knew it. Oh god. Well, but the, so here's the reason why it was okay that we had to leave that wonderful wonderful scene. Because after that was over, we got to watch Dillman kick some ass with his sweet,
1: sweet wrist control. <laughs> oh, his white guy karate noises are my everything. <laughs> Kewp! Kewp! Yes, yes! <laughs> Kewp! <up. laughs> <laughs> Every stunt person he hits stops and is like, hey man, did you say Kiop as he punched me just <laughs> All right, so wait, wait. So now
2: everybody, all the people who are competing to be main character of this film have shown up and... The bad guys have to go arm themselves. They walk into this room, and there is a room with 67 guns in it, right? This goddamn movie could not afford anything. They couldn't afford one legitimate actor. They had the one baseball bat that everybody had to use. Everybody had to dress up as fat ninjas later, so it wouldn't be so obvious that they'd use the same people for four different roles. But goddamn it, if this cast couldn't easily supply 103 guns for this
1: scene. Right, not just guns. Guns in cubbies. This gang has gun cubbies.
0: Organized guns here. This is. If you want options, you can easily. Yes,
2: organized by the Dewey Decimal System. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. So they come and they get the guns. We have a series of everybody kicking a little ass. Right. We get Pastor
1: Deborah's kick-ass cartwheel neck break move. Oh, my God. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast in a safe place, do a cartwheel right now. Okay, did you do a cartwheel? You did a better cartwheel than Pastor Deborah. No matter who you are, no matter how it went, if you can hear this, you did a better cartwheel than Pastor Deborah. (laughs) And yes, bedridden listener,
2: we're talking to you. Yeah. Especially
1: you. (laughs) Also, the hammer has just, I don't know if we mentioned this, the Hammer has been walking around in karate position for like seven minutes. I so wanted him to just walk through
2: the entire finale without ever fighting anybody like that, you know, without ever coming across the bad
1: guy. Oh, (laughs) so fucking ready. He does, though. This is where he comes across his ninja. Yes, complete with ninja stars. So, yes. (laughs) Which he dodges. He dodges the ninja stars, but but this actor is an older gentleman who can't do a convincing dodge, so he just sort of sways to the left and right and then, like, pauses to check his back in his sciatica and then <laughs> sways back again. He's like, yep, dodge those ninja stars. Yeah, okay, so now Fred Williamson, for
2: the rest of the film, is going to be fighting this same guy. This guy is amazing, right, because this guy will use, like, eight different martial arts weapons which he's very clearly good at or he's good at like juggling right he's good at doing the flare with them and shit so he'll like do like three minutes of cool tricks and shit with whichever weapon he's using and then Fred Williamson will just hit him with a stick
0: (laughs) (laughs) this guy is the the human embodiment of the scene in Braveheart where every time you cut back to Braveheart he has a different weapon yeah (laughs) right right <laughs> and, like, nowhere to store all these weapons. Like, he is, it's not like he has a backpack or a duffel bag with him.
1: No, he's a character in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Oh, crazy billionaire remake. It's just we watch this ninja go to his duffel bag. Well, all right. Okay. Stick. <laughs> Arm sticks didn't work. What about those Donatello forks, huh? I got Donatello <laughs> forks now.
2: A, first of all, that's Raphael, and secondly, their size. Um,
0: but <laughs> Sick <laughs> burn, bro.
2: Yeah, Eli, you look like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So and then we get a scene where Cholo kicks that little short dude's ass. And again, he's not a short guy. He's probably my height or taller. He's just short compared to this eight foot dude. They keep putting him on screen
0: with. It was nice of Cholo to let the guy take his shirt off so that he could use his weapon more effectively. <laughs> yeah. like, the guy was like oh god sorry it's just, i don't have as much range of motion in his shirt it's a little tight. Yeah, right yeah absolutely i want this to be a fair fight to the death there's this also this great moment where he's fighting
2: this one guy and like the guy every time he hits him the guy falls more dramatically into the boxes behind him and then he'll get up and hit him again he throw falls even more dramatically that goes on for a good two
1: minutes He's very obviously just thinking he's doing different takes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you guys don't want to reset the boxes? Okay.
2: (laughs) Hey, you're the professionals, not me. So now we cut back to Fred Williamson. His bad guy's doing nunchucks uh, now because you bet your ass he is. God, we
0: needed nunchucks.
2: (laughs) We really needed nunchucks. There's also, because we're we're cutting now in between everybody's fights, right? There's this amazing exchange that I have to point out between Cholo and short henchman guy where he goes, uh, Cholo gets hit a couple of times. He goes, ha, my son hits harder than you. And the little short henchman guy goes, isn't your son in a coma? (laughs) (laughs)
0: He's dead. No, he's not. Stop, Stop saying. Burn. Has it been 72 hours? If it's been 72 hours, he's dead. That's
2: what I promise. <laughs> he looks at his watch. No, he's telling. Totally, he'll be alive by now, yeah. I attached a bum to him, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a late play at Comic Relief here, too, right? Like the guy that Pastor Deborah's fighting that decides, you know what, you know what? I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be the funny guy.
1: Oh, that guy's amazing. Oh, so Talk good. about no small parts, just small actors. That guy really <laughs> makes his point four lines sing.
0: Well, so first, this character just watches Pastor Deborah beat up Lady Drug Dealer. Yep. And all he does is yell words of encouragement to Lady Drug Dealer. Yep. Pastor Deborah wins because sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> and then Pastor Deborah does the there's basically like a, a look behind you run into a pole move yep.
2: yep she just boos at him and he runs into a pole because he's the comic relief yeah and then oh and then we wrap up Cholo's fight with his arch nemesis the henchman guy I guess with this amazing exchange the henchman guy says you're no better than me Cholo Cholo throws him down the stairs and he's like I'm a lot better <laughs> that's the line fantastic well he like got fighting he is obviously yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We all have our strengths, Hensman. Oh, and now fucking random weapon guy has size. <laughs> I want that guy in every goddamn movie, right? Like, I could just watch, like, 45 minutes of this guy and Fred Williamson fighting. Oh, yeah.
0: That'd be great. I mean, it'd be slow because they're both old. And
1: yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this could have been the whole movie.
2: <laughs> it really could. Have. So everybody kicks a bunch of ass. Cholo and Pastor Deborah catch the mayor's assistant. And then, like the movie doesn't really deal with this, but they're like, "Ha ha! We've caught the mayor's assistant." Shit! How are we going to tie the mayor? Ah, to- eh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.
0: Uh, it's fine. Yeah, you know, I only just realized that the mayor just—we never see or hear from him ever again. No, right? He just goes no. on to be the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, turns out the police show up to arrest him, and the CIA shows up and goes, "Oh no, no, no! no. He is with us." So he gets to still be mayor. Thanks. I guess. <laughs> all right. So
2: then we cut back to Cholo. Like everybody's, all the bad guys have been beat up. Slow motion walking guy walks away in slow motion. High fives all around. Yep. 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 <laughs> and then we cut back to the hospital. Cholo's kid is still in a, in a coma, still in a coma, still in a coma. Now he isn't. So that's good. <laughs> Oh, by the way,
1: when Cholo rushes to hug his <laughs> yes, son out yes. of joy, he knocks off his IV.
0: <laughs> Wait, can we talk about the establishing shot of this hospital where the full oh, room oh. of the hospital is obscured by a bush?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. Like,
0: very clearly, they were filming in the parking lot, and a hospital administrator came out and was like, You can't fucking film here. Like, get out. There's a hospital. You're like, You're blocking an ambulance. So they <laughs> hide behind the bush. They hide behind the bush. And they're like, oh, we don't want, we can't get Sacred Heart Memorial Hospital because they'll sue us. So, we'll just we'll use this bush to obscure the name of the hospital. We'll just get <laughs> Memorial Hospital. It's just made a Memorial. Shot.
2: We did. It. <laughs> yes. And then we wrap everything up in the same church that it all started in. We listen to them sing a song where the lyrics
1: seem to be God glory glory God God glory glory oh. glory God. Yeah, next time someone tells me religion is good because of the music, I'm going to play them this song. <laughs> and then, oh, by the way, we also
2: watch, uh, we see Cholo and his kid. The kids combined to a wheelchair forever. I guess like
1: God dialed in the miracle there or something. <laughs> and the eyeshadow is still very prominent. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great. he still
2: got the eyeshadow problem. Yeah. God was like, you did a lot of
0: cocaine, huh? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I can't. I can't just be like, listen, you did that much cocaine. No big deal. Who cares? Like, it is kind of a big deal.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, yeah. Then we watch everybody sing to God. And then we get a fucking shot of a of a seagull. Right? Yep. That's what we were looking at at the end. It wasn't a dove. It's just, it's just a seagull. And then it freezes on the seagull. And that's <laughs> the end of the movie.
0: The dove costs a lot more.
1: That's you wanted hilarious. a shot of a bird, you got a shot of a <laughs> they bird. They couldn't get the
0: rights to Dove. <laughs> <laughs> do- it was Dove Memorial Hospital. They don't like to talk oh, about that, it. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> in, the, in the original take, someone just threw a bar of soap and they filmed it. Yeah, there you
2: go. they tried trying to get with chocolate, though, with chocolate. All right, well, that's going to do it for our review of Transform, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because apex of our existence or no, we still have to review another movie next week. So, Eli, tell us. What's on deck? Heaven's War. All right. So with Heaven's War to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 256 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Devin Heater for hanging out with us tonight, and a perhaps even a huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com. And thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of our episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, DD Minus, and The Skeptocrat, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song is written and performed by Ryan Slotnick. We will draft us on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a little chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions. Prefer to work harder or earn another chunk next week. Until then. We'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close.
0: My drug of choice is Jesus. I-O-D on the
2: Trench Trenchcoat pedophile Angel Ninja was supposed to be Jesus,
1: I guess? George Dillman would go on to shrink himself down and take out coronavirus once <laughs> and for all. In <laughs> space.
0: That pressure point stuff's real. Yes. <laughs> if you ever fight me, please use it. <laughs> I'm gonna gallbladder go ladder 70, yeah. <laughs> uh, you.
1: You pers- introduce yourself
0: as such? So I'm disappointed uh, yeah. that fucking George Dylan, apparently very good at karate
2: well yeah yeah no he's a legit martial artist he's just also
0: full of shit right he basically he basically was a legit martial artist who got a little bit of fame and went oh i've risen to the top of my profession and it turns out karate is not gonna make me a million dollars but
2: bullshit,
0: magic karate yeah right magic Magic karate
2: yeah yeah um yeah it's, it's frustrating to know that he could also just kick my ass you know like like it would be nice to know that like the woo is wooey enough but he could also just kick my ass without
0: using the woo right, so yeah. Yeah. if i challenged him to a fight he would he knows to not try to knock me out with cheap. he will just <laughs> yeah he will just exactly. punch me in the throat right yeah exactly he's old and fat now which I bet is you, I bet you guys- <clears throat>
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could probably just move around till he got tired at this point, yeah. yeah. I don't know, I'm 45 years old at this point. I Not- could outrun him. <laughs> I don't even know about that. I don't know, I quit smoking, maybe I could outrun him. Um, all right, all right, we ready to go on this first skit? The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.